Welcome to Mysteries, Monsters, and Mayhem. I'm Shannon Lawrence. And I'm M.B. Partlow. Quick content warning before we get started. This podcast may contain language and disturbing content, so enter at your own risk. Hi. Howdy doody. Yay! Look at that, a new one! Now I'm every week I'm going to try to think of a new one. It's howdy doody time. For me and you de time. <laughs> Actually... I watched that, but what was that? It was like from the originally from that was old. 50s? That predates me. Yeah, so. but somebody played it. I don't remember if yeah. it was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Was, oh, speaking of which, I just learned that <laughs> you can't do that on television. I watched it probably late eighties, which would have been right at the end of its run because I think it went through eighty nine. I vaguely heard of it, but never. I don't think I ever saw it. Well, so I looked it up. It started in 79. I had wow. no idea it had been going for so long because that was Nickelodeon was it. Like they had the best stuff yes. for a while. <laughs> but I didn't even know Nickelodeon was that old. Like when I found it, I feel like I thought it was a big new thing. So I don't know if it was a new show. When did Nickelodeon start? I don't know. Huh. But I could probably sing you all of their old jingles. Should you be interested? <laughs> That's what my brain stores. I can't remember, you know, to take my socks off before I get in the shower, but I can remember old TV jingles. So, last episode? I think, it, I can't remember if it was last, last episode or a couple episodes ago. One where your cat was very vocal yeah. in the background. It made someone's dog bark. Oh my God. <laughs> Heard the cat and was like, ran out the door, barking, where's the cat? That's so, funny as hell. Right? Yeah, yeah. I remember Double Dare on Nickelodeon watching that. You can't do it on television. I watched a lot of Nick at Night because that's where I watched yes. Patty Duke. Yep. And probably Mr. Ed, but I'd watch that younger too on like normal cable because it would mm-hmm. repeat. Hey, dude. Watched Hey, dude. I have no idea what. It was a dude ranch. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so it was Hey, dude. I do not remember it at all. <laughs> I still, I, the thing is, I only remember two characters from that. And every time I saw them in something again, I was like, it's Dougie Lipson. I don't even know the other guy's <laughs> name, but he was very recognizable. Well, he's in Terminator 2. Oh. So, he's the I, friend of Edward Furlong. He's redhead. I, right. <laughs> right. He probably didn't stick I mean, out unless you'd been watching him on Hey Dude. I think I, he was on I hey know Dude. that you're speaking English. <laughs> I got, it's just... It's going in one ear, tumbling around, coming out the other coming side. Out. Just fell right out the ear. And last time I was here and we were recording, I had on long underwear because it was so yeah. fucking cold outside. And like slippers. Yeah. Today, I didn't even wear a jacket. I have my jacket because the sun will be down when I leave it. It'll be, you know, 800 degrees colder. But It, was, it went straight from negatives. Yeah. Which... I understand that people who aren't from Colorado think it's probably negatives all the time in the winter here, but we actually do not get that cold. You get colder if you're somewhere on, say, the Upper East Coast or the north oh, of yeah. the country. That's not far from uh, where the windchill was. I, I know that place. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we had stuff oh. stop working. Well, something on my Jeep broke. <laughs> oh. I think that's part of truly my fault, though. But my husband's very nice, and he was all, well, I heard it pop, and it was when it was cold. And I'm like, yeah, you know why? Because three times recently, I don't know, I've been so in my head. Three times recently, I started driving with the parking brake still on, because in the parking brake broke. Now, three times shouldn't have been enough to really do it in, but right. it is an 04 or an 05. So it's not a baby. Speaking of things breaking. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
Joe had this big household task he was going to do, like a big, big household task. And he said, oh, before I go do that, I'm going to, because I had told him the sink in the upstairs bathroom is draining really slow. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go, I'll go snake that out. No problem. Oh, thank you. That, that will be swell. He snaked it and then he plunged it, mm-hmm. which is what he normally does. And the um, pipe under the sink split. Oh, shit. That's not fun. Is it a plastic? Yes. Okay. PVC? Yeah. 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 So, um, man, he yelled for about 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, suddenly that became a much bigger chore. And I was like, I said, is there anything I can do? No! All right, (laughs) then. I'm going to go to the other end of the house and wait until you're done. (laughs) So he went and got the thing and he fixed it. And now there's a leak. So our neighbor across the street is a plumber, so he does have a call in to them to say, hey, I need you to come over and fucking fix the fucking sink. Yeah. So right now I can't use my bathroom sink. <laughs> I saw a reel and they were like, hey, look what this plumber told me. It Like, life hack or whatever bullshit they put on those things. Yeah. It really wasn't a life hack because that's a totally different thing. But anyway... They did this whole image of holding a, a boiling pot of water over the sink and going to pour it. And then they stopped and put it down. Their finger came on the screen and shook. Uh-huh. No, no. You know, and I was like, okay. And that was the whole video. I said, you didn't give us any fucking information. So then I went to the comments to see what was even going on. Uh-huh. And then people are saying, oh, yeah, no, you're not supposed to pour hot water down the sink because there's the PVC pipes now. First of all, I've done it a billion times because I drain pasta over the sink and I'm not running water when I do it and it hasn't burned a hole through there yet. So I think the PVC can take it. And then there are people arguing, wow, I work for a plumbing company and my husband is a plumber and at no point has he told me not to pour hot water down the sink. So, and then other people, and then other people are trying, I love the comments, but (laughs) I do sometimes, I I try not to watch reels on Facebook because they really irritate me because you'll get one and it'll say, can you spot it or watch till the end? And you watch it. I'm like, well, that was a waste of 45 seconds of my life because there's no point. Nothing happens. And then you go to the comments and people are like, why do I watch these? I see. I don't have those pop up anymore, but I have cultivated it because I like the reels. On both my Instagram and my Facebook, I have cultivated it until ah. I see. So on Facebook, I see some cute pet ones, but mostly that's my Instagram. Instagram uh-huh. is all pet ones. And then yep. Facebook is dancing and now cooking. Yep. And ASMR. Sometimes, though, what people post is ASMR. I, I It just... Makes me itchy. I leave in a terrible, <laughs> worse state than I was in before. Yes. But that's pretty much it. So then you see, I've been sharing the dancing ones because I love them. Yes. That girl because was people, so cute. She was adorable. And that big grin yeah. as she was dancing, it was just, she. you could tell she was so into and so enjoyed what she was doing. Right. So, yeah, I have it all. It's all okay. It's all good. <laughs> My reels are, are, although I did get annoyed because, you know... I clicked on one. It was the it was the secret ingredient to hot cocoa, right? And then I click on it, and it's some mom who prides herself, I guess, on lying to her children, which is always the thing I was against. <laughs> I understand. Believe me, folks, I understand. I mean, I wrote up a whole thing about it because I was so irritated. Because <laughs> I, I always told them. I always told them. Sure, I put veggies and shit. You bet. And I told them they were in there and said, and they taste okay, don't they? 
And then they knew mm-hmm. it wasn't the end of the world to eat vegetables. But this woman, is, her entire account is just crowing about how she's fooling her child. And yeah, I just, no. it grossed me out about that. Not about, I get you, if you have finicky eaters, you do whatever the fuck you can. Yes. I had two finicky eaters, one for texture, one for flavor, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've been there. I get it. I did things, you know, but again, for me, it was more important to have, I found if I let them help me make things and they put yes. the stuff in there, it went, it was fine. Well, I, so I like to make twice baked potatoes. Mm-hmm. So I made them and I liked to. They used to be Green Giant made creamed spinach. So that was great. That was pretty much it. Just you mash up the potato, mix in the creamed spinach, then throw in some cheese and that's, by the way, twice baked potatoes are how you use up leftovers. <laughs> oh, I never used them for that. So um, I made them with the creamed spinach and the girl was like, girl, girls, <laughs> I have two of them, said, what's for dinner? And I said, they're Shrek potatoes. <laughs> they loved them. To this day, can we have Shrek potatoes for dinner? Well, and you I- did, what, the buffalo cauliflower and stuff, right? Didn't you? Uh, yes, I have done that. I, but I never lied about why it was just like, no. it's cauliflower. It's roasted cauliflower with hot sauce on it. And again, my issue is not <laughs> with hiding stuff so much, even though personally for me, that wasn't something I wanted to do. My issue was with, I just, I was like, what happens when this kid grows up and all of his mom, his mom's, her, I don't remember, all of their mom's. Facebook reels are basically how stupid they were because they fell for this shit. <laughs> so anyway, I watched that one and it was putting sweet potato in hot chocolate, which I'm I'm offended by. But I was more mm-hmm. offended when another of hers put. I didn't like it, but I did go to the comments. And that's why uh, the yeah. algorithm picked it up. So she came up one more time and it was, I made pudding. And I'm like, okay, how'd you fuck that up? So see, I was intrigued and I had to go look at that. It wasn't pudding. It was mashed avocado with a splash of milk, cocoa, and agave nectar. This is what they were feeding the child is pudding. I said, that's it. I'm offended. That's not pudding. First of all, it might be. tell your kid, do you want avocado pudding? And then they grow up liking that avocado pudding. See what I'm saying here? Yeah. The kid was probably barely speaking yet because the child is in her reels too, which ah. somehow made it worse for me. And oh, I'm like, little, you that age, anything. yes, exactly. That child is at the age where she could be saying, here's avocado pudding. And then the child will grow up liking it. They're not even, it's not even like a finicky four-year-old. This, this kid is going to get to a buffet and take a scoop of pudding and go, what the fuck is this? And people are going to be like. What is this magic? I'm never going back. Yeah, they're gonna, and people are going to be like, that's pudding. No, pudding is lumpy and green. <laughs> Yeah, I just, she annoyed me for some reason. <laughs> and it might have been she's just that kind of mom. Now, I will say I don't fault moms who, if your child has a lot of food sensitivities yeah. or food allergies, and you have to go to extremes to make something that resembles what everybody else in the fucking world is eating. You know, I, that I totally get. But just... This kid is not old enough for no, that. No. This... <laughs> I remember there was a time... <laughs> Lucy will be so delighted when she hears this. Um, she would eat green beans right out of the can. I was so happy it was a vegetable. And she thought they were delicious. I think she still likes green beans. To the best of my knowledge, she does not eat them cold out of the can anymore. I had trouble transitioning from canned green beans to real green beans because the it's flavor a big is difference. so different. It's like I never had it, but there's a huge difference between asparagus and canned asparagus. Oh, yeah. Which somebody told me they missed canned asparagus. And I was like, who hurt you? <laughs> it's just 
the tech, the texture and the tinny flavor. I don't think all vegetables in a can taste tinny, but to me, asparagus. Is, oh. And I don't think I've ever had canned asparagus. But you don't need to because I didn't. My mom didn't do asparagus. That was not a thing she did. She didn't do Brussels sprouts or asparagus. So I discovered them as an adult, and then I kind of liked them. And then I can make them myself. Then they're great, mm-hmm. but I'm doing fresh, yeah. so that probably helps. We had we had a asparagus plant that grew in the side yard. Now it didn't grow enough for four to eight people, depending on how big the family was at that time. But when there was enough, mom would go out and snap it off and bring it in and steam it or saute it or whatever, and everybody who wanted it got a taste because she was just like, "You don't want it? That's great. The whole plate for me. That is absolutely okay." <laughs> That's what's funny is I think asparagus also grows in, I don't know, Texas or wherever. They grow wild, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and yet it's kind of an expensive vegetable, or it was it, when it, I was it, paying it, attention. It, yes, it can be when it's not in season. It's like charging a crap ton for mint, which runs totally wild in mm-hmm. so many places. Huh. Mm-hmm. Just find it weird. <laughs> Supply and demand? Sure. I guess so. <laughs> I, yes. Well, when mojitos got yeah. trendy. As soon as anything gets trendy, then it's... But I'm like, go to the Asian marketplace. You can get a bushel of, of mint for, you know, 10 cents. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons I need to go there. I also need... There has to be something that's some sort of Mexican mart. What are you looking for? There are. Oh, I don't remember. I posted it was another real, see? Because food. <laughs> it was some sort of magical, where was it from? Was it Argentinian or Brazil? Anyway, so South American, not Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it just looked amazing. And I want it, but I can't tell you what it was. <laughs> it was some sort of, say, Fred, fried breaded thing. Not tortilla, yeah. thicker. Mm-hmm. And some sort of cheese that actually came in this shape between wax paper or something and you just plop it between and then you cook it and it wasn't egg it looked like an omelet but it wasn't huh and i well if you see that reel again send it to me (laughs) i posted it sometime but it was probably a couple weeks ago it was probably two weeks ago there's so many i post too much time has no meaning (laughs) it really doesn't as well (laughs) Do you enjoy going to the grocery store? If so, this message is not for you. But if you're like me and procrastinate going to the store, Instacart is a fantastic option to ensure you no longer have to. Save yourself a trip and go through Instacart, where you can get a delivery through a personal shopper in as little as one hour. My experiences have been great so far, with my personal shopper texting me before substituting another product, letting me know when they were on their way to my house, and letting me know it had been delivered, all via text. If you click on our affiliate link in the show notes or on our website, you get free delivery on your first order over $35 and you help out our show at the same time. It's the perfect time to give it a try. All right. So I'm going first. What you got good? (laughs) What you got there, Shannon? (laughs) All right. So I'm doing the fritzel case and it's not funny at all. I'm going to give a trigger warning for uh, incest and everything that involves. So I feel like that covers it. Okay, so on August 28, 1984, in Amstetten, Lower Austria. Didn't know there was a Lower Austria versus a anything else. An 18-year-old girl named Elizabeth Fritzel went missing. She'd accepted a job in Linz as a waitress after going through waitressing training. It was interesting. It said that primary, that primary school was finished at 15, and then it sounds like oh. you go through and you do individual 
training for whatever career you want to have, right? And they actually had waitressing training. Nice. So that was interesting to me. Elizabeth had a history. She had run away in 1983 and hidden out in Vienna with a friend, but they'd been located and the police had returned her to her parents' house. Nobody wanted to hear that her father had been molesting her since she was 11 years old in 1977. Her father was an electrical engineer who had taken out a permit to modify his basement at some point in the late 70s after his abuse of her had started. And I did see somewhere else that... So he started modifying that basement in the 70s, probably 78... And then in 83, he started doing some very specific modifications to it. In fact, he built an extension of the entire home to make an apartment from the sound of it, which they would rent out to tenants for extra income, though they didn't have access to the basement. And the the permit was extension with basement. So it's like Airbnb. Sort of. (laughs) I mean, the the, running the building an apartment to rent out. Yeah. For extra income. I'm like, yeah. And there had to be, because there was a permit, there had to be inspections, and the inspections Mm -hmm. just found what was on the permit. They didn't know, but it went far beyond that. When she disappeared, her mother went to the police to file a missing persons report. No progress was made in finding her, no clues left behind, and the letter was soon received, postmarked Brono. It was a letter in Elizabeth's handwriting stating that she didn't want to live with her family anymore and had decided to move in with a friend. It also stated she would leave the country if they tried to find her. Her father told everyone he assumed she joined a cult because he remembered her mentioning it once before, and the family, including her six remaining siblings, was forced to move forward without her grieving oh their life's loss. Six siblings? Yeah. Okay. He just he chose the one. Likely confused and hurt, and there would be more letters in the coming days in Elizabeth's handwriting. Unbeknownst to the rest of the family, the daughter and sister they were mourning was below their feet and would be for 24 years. Oh, my God. You see, when Joseph Fritzl modified the basement, he did it with the intention of keeping his daughter captive. For whatever reason, he had made his daughter a sex object, and I believe she had, I believe they had four daughters and three sons. I don't know. I I don't know what their rank, you know, oldest to youngest. I don't know if she was the oldest or the youngest or what. He and his wife had seven kids. Yes, he and his wife had seven kids. When she was on the brink of finally escaping him for that waitressing job in a nearby town, but still another town, he asked her to help him carry a door down into the basement. She held the door for him while he finished installing it. And once done, he put an ether-soaked rag over her face until she passed out, put her on the other side of that door, and... Locked her in. That door had actually been the last thing he needed to make her prison. Yosef told the family that the basement was his workspace, and he went down at 9 a.m. each morning to draw up plans for his projects. Now, he did have, I have a map that I'll post, but I might have to post it on Facebook because it's long and rectangular, and Instagram just doesn't do that. No. But, so there was a, when they first walked into, and actually it's called a cellar, but... When they walked into the cellar, it was into a utility room, and then his office was on the other side of that. And I'll go more into beyond that. So later. was it her, that this space he built on the other side of his office? Yeah. Okay. With a hidden door. He was not to be disturbed. They weren't to bring him food or coffee. Didn't matter. Somebody called. Nobody was to come into his office beyond that utility room. Period. He had even re- installed a refrigerator. He, he, I mean, I assume they'd seen him take the refrigerator down. It wasn't in his office, though. And there was a hot plate in his secret hidden compartment. So he had no, he had an excuse when he took a bunch of food down. And also when he stayed there all day and sometimes overnight. Ugh. Sometimes he wouldn't come up and the wife just said, oh, he's such a hard worker. 
While he went down daily much of the time, there were days he would miss doing so. Unfortunately, every single time he went down there, he was raping his daughter. There was a complicated system of rooms and doors with Elizabeth hidden out of the way deep in the new basement so the rest of the family would not hear. In addition, she was handcuffed and sedated through much of her first few months in there. Later, tenants did occasionally complain of noises in that apartment, and he would tell them it was the pipes or it was, you know, it's just it's just the pipes. In addition, he told Elizabeth that the main door to her living space was electrified and that he would pipe gas into the room to kill her if she made too much noise or brought attention to herself. She had no way of knowing that wasn't true. Over the years, he repeatedly impregnated Elizabeth. In 1994, she had a fourth child, and he put her and the older children to work digging out more space by hand. It actually took them a couple years to just scoop the dirt out with their hands. So it's not bad enough. He's imprisoned her, and he's raping her. And he's also beating her, by the way. And much worse, worse will come out about what he was doing. But they were able to enlarge the space. Elizabeth would end up birthing a total of seven children in her time in the basement. She did have at least one miscarriage before the first birth. There was one set of twins, but one of them, a son, died. Kirsten was born August 30th, 1988. Elizabeth was given a book on pregnancy and birthed the baby on her own. Locked in a filthy basement room, she had a pair of scissors to cut the cord, diapers, and a blanket. One article said it took him 10 days to check on them. So she oh did have God. that fridge. I assume she had some food to last it. February 1990 saw the birth of her son, Stefan. Or Stefan. I don't know in Austria how that would be pronounced. August 1992 brought Lisa. But because the basement was filling up and he had not yet allowed for the extension or put them into slavery to make it, he removed Lisa at about nine months old. And he had Elizabeth write a letter written to her family, saying she could not care for her baby anymore. He placed her in a cardboard box and, quote, discovered her on the porch. Uh. Yeah. They went through the process of legally fostering and then adopting the baby, using the letter as proof of their story that they'd found the baby on their porch and that their missing daughter could not care for the kids on her own. So, I mean, they thought, well, these are the legal grandparents. So, yeah, of course they're going to let them. Yosef repeated this with the next few children, Monica in December 1994, Alexander, the twin, in 1997, and finally Felix, who was born in 2002. Felix remained with his mom, as Yosef would later state he didn't think his wife could care for another baby. The twin who had died, Michael, only lived a couple days, but had trouble breathing. Yosef refused to take him for medical help, and when he died, he burned him and scattered his ashes on the property. Elizabeth was a loving mom. She taught her kids to read and write and did what she could. The children had to remain quiet or risk discovery and therefore gassing because that's what they thought would happen. Mm -hmm. But later it would be shown there were no gas hookups. There was nothing like that. But again, how the fuck was she supposed to know that? There was a TV, a radio, and a VCR. He brought them books and I guess maybe toys. Never explicitly said that, but one hopes. When the children or Elizabeth misbehaved or did something to irk him, he would turn off all electricity to the basement and refuse to bring them food for a while. On April 19th, 2008, 19-year-old Kirsten, Elizabeth's daughter, fell gravely ill, passing out. Elizabeth begged her father to get her medical help. I figure an infant that you don't have to deal with, maybe it's easier to let them die. Mm -hmm. But a 19-year-old that you've been around for 19 years, a lot harder. So... 
Having already lost that one child due to her imprisonment, Elizabeth was a mess, right? This is her 19-year-old daughter. So Joseph acquiesced, allowing Elizabeth out just long enough to help him carry Kirsten upstairs to wait for an ambulance. Joseph was in his 70s by this time and couldn't do it on his own. Kirsten was suffering kidney failure and would have died had she not been taken to the hospital. It was very serious. Good God. Before Joseph went to the hospital, he had Elizabeth write another note. This one saying she dropped off Kirsten due to her illness. With such suspicious circumstances, the doctor and the authorities, you know, the doctor was like, mm, okay. Because she had oh, no medical records whatsoever. And she was 19, not two. Yeah. So the doctor's like, okay, wait. <laughs> no. And yeah. And so she's 19 years old and there's no thought. She wouldn't know how to act. Nope. Because she's never seen a doctor or a dentist. Anybody. Or anything She'd also never seen of, the light. Yeah. Yeah. So the authorities were called and they and they did question Kirsten. It appears she kind of she just went mom. She didn't say anything. She didn't know what she was allowed to say. She was probably terrified what would happen probably. to her if she said something. But they were still like, mm, yeah, okay, something's going on. And again, I imagine, like you were saying, she was probably acting odd. I mean, I, they're I, one step off from being wild children. The only thing keeping them from that is a mother who went finished school mm-hmm. and try, did her best in a really shitty situation. Various experts were brought in, including a cult expert. Because remember, he'd said, she ran away at the cult. cult. And the letters right. would address that. Like, give little details about it. And the cult expert felt the letters did not believably indicate a real cult. Had never heard of the cult that was being talked about. And they were an expert on the area. Although I was like, are there a lot of cult, cults in Austria? Is that I, Osterreich? It was also felt that the letter read weird. And that the, he actually felt it had been dictated. In the meantime, Elizabeth was pleading with her father to let her go to the hospital to see their daughter, and he finally relented. With, I, don't, I think he was just old and tired, and he was like, fuck it. So he actually allowed the two sons to come upstairs. Nowhere could I find how, first of all, he snuck the one girl out and had nobody an ambulance noticed. come, and nobody noticed. But I think by then, the other siblings were gone, except for her kids. Right. But her his wife was there. It, how? Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> so, and then he took Elizabeth to the hospital. And that was April 26th. It had been, what, seven days since uh, since Kirsten got taken to the right. hospital. The doctor who had previously been fed the same line as the police about Kirsten being dropped off by her mother with a note called police to let them know Elizabeth was at the hospital. Police took both Elizabeth and Yosef in for questioning. Elizabeth at first kept her mouth shut. She was, again, afraid of what would happen. Right. He had her kids, you know, until finally the police said, you never have to see your dad again. We will not make you ever see your dad again. We will keep everybody safe. So finally, after 24 fucking years of captivity and rape and being bit, beaten and doing Abused. his labor for him and all that, she let it all pour out. Not only had he been raping her. But he was forcing her to watch and reenact porn videos in front of their children. Because he was, we already knew he was a sick fuck, but he was a really twisted sick fuck. They arrested Yosef that night around midnight. Probably about when she finished telling them the story. Authorities also took Elizabeth, all of her kids and her mom into care. And ultimately they ended up in a guarded house with gates and bodyguards and all of this. Mm -hmm. They actually, I was a little surprised and I feel like, 
since he would have been in custody, that was more for probably press and stuff, but it didn't say that. But anyway, they were taken in. They were all given therapy, including her mother, because her mother just discovered the daughter was alive the whole fucking time. Living beneath her feet. Yes, and being brutalized. And they're still... Now, it could have been, well, maybe they thought there was a possibility that this cult thing he was talking about had a shred of truth. Well, they were getting letters. It was in her writing. Yeah. You're not going to assume your husband. I'm saying all this as having had a lot of conflicting feelings about her mother. And I still think she must have been the dumbest person in the world. Because he supposedly took down a Christmas tree at one point. And he had to have moved in extra beds. How did he? Yeah. Was she gone? Was she volunteering her time? There were a billion fucking kids for a while. So I don't get it, but it's victim blaming. So I'm not going to go further into it. But believe me, I've had a lot of thoughts because I just, I can't. She was a victim, but she was not the victim. No. So all were given therapy and had to adjust to not only living with siblings they didn't know they had and who had gotten a very different life from them Mm -hmm. because they got to go to school and have a normal life, but to seeing light, to fresh air, to other people to life in general to vehicles to fucking everything grocery stores libraries it's like Encino Man coming out except they'd seen it on TV I'm sure but still there were no windows in the space where they were held captive not even when they expect it was all underground they had never ever seen the sun not one fucking time in their lives except on the TV not only that but the ceiling had been only five foot eight and a half inches that's not a tall That's ceiling. Low. And if any of them, she was down there with two teenage boys, were taller than 5'8", oh, <laughs> you know, when police, so they were stooped over. They were, they were t- describing these poor, here you have their healthy siblings and you have these three. I'm sure there would be a lot of anger over, well, why did you get to go upstairs? Right. And we stayed down there. Why is that? But then the other ones never got their mom, got their mom for like nine months. Right. He waited till she weaned them each time, which... Yay for him, I guess. But they were stooped over. They were pale. Well, yeah. So just imagine these six standing next to each other with three of them stooped and just... They had to be vitamin deficient. Yeah. Uh. So when police searched the basement with directions from Yosef, he he was like, all right, there's two entries. One older door had become inoperable and it was super heavy. I don't remember how heavy it was. Big metal door. But there was a hidden door behind a shelf that was operated with a code instead of a keyed lock. Some places said it it had a remote control. He was an electrical engineer. I wouldn't doubt it. Inside this space was a warrant of rooms dug out far beyond what had been specified on permits going under the yard. There was a bathroom with a sink, shower, and toilet. There were also two bedrooms. And I guess by the end, there were two beds in each room. In a general living area. A single tube provided ventilation to the space, which went all the way under the garden. Genetic testing proved Yosef was the father of the children, but his defense tried to say it wasn't rape. It was consensual. He also tried to claim at one point it was alcohol controlling him, and they were able to determine at no point did he come across as an alcoholic. Luckily, no one bought this, and Yosef was given life in prison. His trial only lasted four days, though it was considered the trial of the century for the area because they were astounded by this person. And his convictions included rape, incest, false imprisonment, enslavement, and homicide for the twin that died. He pled guilty to everything but homicide, which was 
for Michael and grievous assault, which was for threatening to gas them. He had been a respected member of the community, really respected. He owned multiple properties. So the revelation that he was a pedophile shocked the community. It was a community of about 22,000 people. Okay, which that's not very huge. big. No. He became known as the Monster of Amstetten, as well as Father of Darkness. That was from Italian papers. And has been kept in a high-security psychiatric ward near Vienna. He has never expressed any regret whatsoever for what he did to his daughter and their children. Even after his wife divorced him, which was right away, she filed that shit like... He continued to send her love letters. Uh, yeah, could you imagine being her and having and getting those? I would those? burn them. I wouldn't yeah. even open them. It has come out that his mother badly abused him after his father left them when Yosef was four. He got revenge on her in her old age, and it said that she died in his attic in 1980, where he'd been keeping her captive. While no one had been able to discover for sure how long she was up there, newspapers did report that it might have been around 20 years. She had moved in with them when she could no longer live on her own. Then he had claimed she died, bricked up the attic window, and locked her up there. So this wasn't even the first time he did this. Sounds like she deserved it if what he said was true. And they did, psychiatrists did feel it was true. He'd also been accused of rape and attempted rape in 1967. He had broken into a nurse's home, held a knife to her throat, and raped her. He served time for it, but Austrian law dictates that records be expunged after 15 years. After time served. So Ah. guess what? None of us was even on the record anymore. He stated in an interview, quote, I was born for rape, and despite this, I still held back for a long time. To his lawyer, he said, quote, he's so foul. The urge to have sex with Elizabeth grew stronger and stronger. And, quote, being able to taste the forbidden fruit was too strong. It was like an addiction. And finally, quote, I could have behaved a lot worse than locking up my daughter. Ew. Yeah, he's terrible. He's He's the worst. (laughs) So fucking reprehensible. He does not see anything wrong with what he did. At all. It's all, oh, poor me. I was a victim, and so nothing I did was wrong. Gross. He was found to have severe combined personality disorder. And basically what that meant is he had three different types of schizophrenia, I assume. Borderline, schizotypal, and schizoid. And a sexual disorder, obviously, which is why he was put in a psychiatric facility. But again, it was a it was a serious one. <laughs> this wasn't a... Um, vacation yeah it was high security a a state psychiatric well here it would be a state psychiatric facility those are not um it's not like a spa experience right so good (laughs) yeah (laughs) he is up for parole this year actually because he's finally being moved to a regular prison from the psychiatric facility and he's already served time then right it is said that he's suffering dementia so Probably not, not around for now, for much longer. <laughs> no, whatever he's suffering, it's not it's enough. It's not enough. No. I just, how do you justify what you did? And why her? Like, how many times yeah. do you think she's wondered that with all her fucking siblings? Why me? Yeah. I wonder what the relationship is between the siblings now. I could not find anything. Because. they The siblings have been left completely out of it, except the one, good. That, one that testified. That he had been beaten. But her and her siblings and her children. Who are her siblings. Yes. But both groups, it's just. And how horrific. Yeah. 
Elizabeth was able to pre-record her testimony. They stuck to the, you Good. do not have to see your father. So it, it was something like 11 hours of testimony. Oh, my Being God. questioned by, I mean, because they also had experts right. questioning her on the tape and stuff like that. But again, not in front of a court. And one of her te- brothers testified he'd been abused. So as far as I can tell, he's the only one who, like, came out and supported her. But I just don't know. There was no mention whatsoever of her other siblings. Just not there. So I don't know if that's ethics, like actual ethical reporting, perhaps. I don't know. But it appears her mother, other siblings, and children did not testify. Nobody else testified. Elizabeth and her kids have changed their names with the help of the government and authorities. They were all living together on last reports. Despite her kids being adults, I think the oldest one is like 33. She came out of that basement with white hair. Well, she was how old when she went in? 18. 24 years. Yeah. Only the three raised upstairs by their grandmother know anything about surviving in society. That's why, as grown-ass adults, they came out of there. So they've all kind of lived together as they try and figure out how to live this life. And I did find some articles that were, they used their original names. They did not put out their... Right. Good. Exactly. They won't... They are not allowed to refer to where they have moved. It's called Village X and anything about them. But say, it talked about their aspirations. Didn't say they'd gotten anywhere yet, but it hasn't been that long, you know? <laughs> so when did they come? One of them was at 2008. Wow. And like one of them was in school because they had been young enough. They were still in school school. Right. And one of them was heading into college and stuff like that. So they're getting there. But God, that has to be hard. So hard. And how do you, after he forced their mother to just have sex in front of the children? In general, not even looking er, at what else. Um, How can they... Have healthy relationships? Yeah, how can they form relationships? Even friendships, not necessarily love relationships, but friendships. Because part of friendship is getting to know the other person. And, hey, I grew up here. Oh, well, I grew up there. And, oh, we both grew up in a small town. And yeah. you can't. They can't. They're not, I doubt they're going to be like, well, <laughs> well, so I grew up in a dungeon. Yeah. they For safety, they can't have that conversation. No. Wow. It will say it sounds like. The people in their village know who they are and are very supportive and very understanding of the fact that they don't know anything. You, they're, That's good. They're trying. So if they made friends in that town, chances are, fortunately or unfortunately, they do know their background. Because it was, it was the trial of the century. It's all over the papers. Well, on the one hand, you don't want every... I, it would deeply disturb me because you don't want everybody knowing your business. Right. On the other hand, it would be freeing knowing... Not having to... Explain come, it. Basically come out over and over and over. Yeah, you don't have experience. to keep coming out and you don't have to lie about it. You don't have to hide it. Yeah. Oh. But you'd have to get to the point where they knew you, mm-hmm. not what they saw of you in the papers. There were some problems with their acclimation at first. Mm-hmm. Upstairs and downstairs kids had trouble bonding and recognizing each other as siblings. Clearly, And again, there would be that, why the fuck did you get to get out? Yeah. And I had to live in a hole. And Elizabeth did have significant trouble trusting her mom. She had a hard time believing her mom had no idea any of this was happening and understanding how the fuck that's possible. But 
They have reached a better place Well, now. we have a hard time with it. Yeah. And we weren't involved. I would never fully be able to trust her. No. And second of all, even if you knew that she didn't know about it, you this is the person who was supposed to protect you. Mm-hmm. And before she was in that basement, she was being raped for seven fucking years by him. Yeah. In that, a house with so many people. How can that go? Nobody saw that? Yeah. Nobody heard that in the late at Nobody night? Nobody suspected that? How... I mean, it. everything reads like it was an empty house, and it wasn't. How did he pull this off? I feel like things had to have been heard, and somebody just went, nah. Well, like, we, looked the other way or thought, that can't be what I think it is, and they didn't look it up. Right. I remember we've talked about this before in the context of um, something happens, and it's revealed that the husband of a couple is a serial yeah. killer or whatever, and how did the wife not know about it and i've talked to a friend of ours about it who's a psychologist however it wasn't happening it wasn't first of all it wasn't happening to the to the woman's children her own children and second of all it wasn't happening in the living space of their house yeah sometimes there was a dugout space or it was in the garage or whatever but it wasn't happening down the hallway well and all his time missing again she just took that as yes he's a hard worker and he actually was successful in his job and again well respected in the town so i guess you could believe it's just i think (laughs) just it wasn't quite in the era where a wife could have justifiably been looking the other way and not questioning her husband I get it sounds the relationship sounds so much more old fashioned than it yes. necessarily has a right to be. And but maybe it was different in this town in Austria. I don't know. Maybe it was back in that time. Although there are people today who have those kinds of relationships. Yeah. So it could have been you don't question your husband. I could not find if he had beaten her. I couldn't find anything about that. I could not find how he treated because again, only one sibling stepped forward and said, yeah, he was a bit of a trash person <laughs> to me. But he and he only really recalled being beaten when he was younger. So I don't know. I just a whole chunk of the story is missing because Rose Marie never the mom never granted interviews, never talked about it. She just went, mom, she didn't even have to testify against. Although what would she testify? I didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> I thought he was working. But he took a his what irritated me is the whole Christmas tree thing was his lawyer saying he was a, he was a decent guy. He took them a Christmas tree down. He was a decent guy. He took them books. You mean the people he had imprisoned in a yeah. hole in the ground? Yeah. So I was like, fuck you, lawyer. But I know that's their job. But still, I was like, honestly, yes. fuck you for fishing that hard. So, yeah, just the whole thing. Just oh. I would have trouble having a relationship with my mother, you bet. Yeah. Ass. I would have trouble having a relationship with my siblings who yeah. were untouched. Yeah. 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 That would, there'd be so much resentment, whether you wanted it or not. Right. Whether you could r- rationally say, okay, I know it's not, it's his fault. It's none of it is her siblings fault, but it would still be hard to establish. Right. Why me? Yeah. Why not you? What now, did I do that was so wrong? Did you say it was, or was not, ever stated um what her birth order was never i couldn't find again i couldn't it was like there was a rule not to put anything about the siblings in the news or something so she could have been the oldest 
but I don't think she was because I think the others are older than her. Okay, I think so at she least could, some of them were out. So she could have been the youngest and then they would have been out of, or either out yeah. of the house or about to be out of the house. Yeah. Ugh. Which could, yeah. But then again, then you got to look at your older siblings and say, why didn't you why help didn't you me? Look why didn't for you me? defend me? Why didn't you look? Yeah. If yeah. You, so like, no matter how you look at it, it would be very hard. Yes. And I did not see anything about whether she has a relationship with her siblings. Only with her children and her mom. But, to leave this on a happier note, Elizabeth and her bodyguard ended up falling in love. Aww. And so, also in last report, they were living together with it. With the, he had moved in with the kids and everything, and they have a relationship. She had learned to drive a car. Nice. She had discovered jeans. <laughs> she enjoyed going out shopping sometimes. Like, little things that everybody takes for granted who didn't mm-hmm. get kidnapped and buried in the family's basement for 24 years. So she started exploring life and having a life. And I mean, she was 18. So she had seen life before, which probably really helped her kids. Yes. When she was able to probably tell them stories and, you know. Explain the things they were seeing on the TV. Yeah. So anyway, it's a very sad story. It's really foul. It's one of the, one of the foulest things I think I've ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm just sorry that nobody kicked him till he was dead. Me too. He seems to have been treated pretty respectfully. He was allowed to cover his face in front of the press. Yeah. He got more privacy and than he ever granted her. And it was probably because protecting his privacy protected their privacy. Yeah. Because if one if, of the things that annoy me about him too is he also tried to with all the spins they tried to put on mm-hmm. it, he also tried to spin it well. She had stopped behaving. I didn't like how she was behaving. She was getting in trouble more. Okay, well, she was a teenager. And so I had to lock her up to keep her safe. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. There's no safety in being raped by your father no. and beaten by your father and humiliated in front of your children with your father. No. So, no. Gross. I'm looking forward to hearing he's died. Yeah. Frankly. Sources, Mysteries Unsolved, Wikipedia, All That's Interesting, The Focus, and The Cinemaholic, funnily enough, had a pretty good article on it because there was a TV movie or something. Of course. There's a TV movie made about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess there was a, a lot of implied stuff if it was a TV movie, though, considering the content, unless it was made for a channel that didn't have to stick to those. Oh. Mm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yuck. Yeah. It's like all over again. All right. I'm going to talk about something else. (laughs) I got to talk about something else. This is a mystery. Yay. (laughs) There are dead people. There are a lot of dead people. But to the best of my knowledge, there's no incest or rape. Yeah. So. I'm going to talk about Rupkund. Rupkund. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, so just go with it. Just just go with me here. <laughs> it's the Lake of Skeletons. So in 1942, a forest ranger in the Himalayas. So first of all, I don't associate Himalayas with forest rangers. I just don't. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of a, you read it and you go, huh. And then you're like, well, I guess it does make sense. Yeah. That they would have, but it. But they're always a very American thing when we hear them. Maybe yeah. Canadian. I don't even hear about forest rangers and say Scotland, even though there must be. They're, yeah, or something. They just probably call them something different. 
They must. Anyway, (laughs) for a stranger, Himalayas. He happens across a small glacial lake. It's a very lovely spot. It's a very pretty lake. Um, So that in itself isn't odd, but the just the sheer amount of human bones (laughs) scattered throughout it were. Huh. So (laughs) it caught his attention a little. A little bit. And the lower the lake level, the more bones were revealed. Uh-huh. Which, that, that, I mean, in as much as... Like Lake Mead. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm still following. <laughs> Have they found anything else lately? I don't know. I haven't seen anything. They're like, we're just not fucking telling you anymore. We're not going to tell you any more barrels. We're done. <laughs> so it was theorized that a mass death occurred, possibly due to a natural event. So some bones have been removed and tested, and it's thought that the skeletons of at least 800 people reside in the lake, which is at about 16,500 feet altitude. So that's That's twice as high as we, that's more than twice as high as we are. Yeah. Because we're at 2,000 feet over Pikes Peak. Yeah. That's a, so anyway, (laughs) um, they've tested approximately uh, 38 skeletons in 2003. And the bones have come from very diverse groups of people. 23 are the same as modern South Asians, specifically Indians. 14 match the Eastern Mediterranean, specifically Cretans and Greeks. One matched Southeast Asian. In addition, the bones date from different times. So from roughly from the year 800 to the year 1800. Mm -hmm. Which is, that's a big fucking span. <laughs> but this is a lot of bones. And it's like, why are they all here? Which says not mass die-off or multiple mass die-offs. Uh, right. Or, yeah. The bones are mostly from young adults, which is, again, odd to me. Uh, both male and female. Some have well-preserved skin. Um, others are clean and bleached. There are also artifacts like spearheads and leather clothing and rings. I imagine... Probably other jewelry as well. Um, the area is popular with hikers and long distance trekkers. I'm like, and yet no one has reported on this before. Uh, and Maybe they th- thought they were whatever their equivalent of deer are. <laughs> I don't know. Well, through the years, okay, here's the sick thing. Through the years, the hikers have stolen bones uh. and generally disturbed them. But it's like we've reported on crime scenes in the early 1900s and before. They just traipse through a just, house where a family has been slaughtered. And take yeah. souvenirs. Yeah, including evidence sometimes. Yeah. Oh, look at this clump of scalp so, hair. So that's the thing. If they found these bones, they had no way of knowing this is... This is from the year 800, or this is from last week. Okay, not last week, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Is this from a a murder that is currently being investigated? Curiously, on the young adult, at the time a lot of these bones are from, maybe that's about where they were living to. Maybe they weren't living that long of lives. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, So anyway, local authorities are looking into ways to protect the site and keep the bones and artifacts from disappearing. Who fucking steals human bones? Oh, I, yeah, I, I know, but everybody who's been to Egypt. <laughs> uh, okay, the British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you got me there. Yeah, I got that wrong. Wrong. 
So the locals have passed down oral histories about a pilgrimage trail for Nanda Devi, which is a manifestation of Parvati, a Hindu goddess. And my apologies to anybody if I am mispronouncing these. It's my ignorance. I am not intending any insult. So one legend says that a king angered Nanda Devi, who sent drought to his kingdom. So he took a pilgrimage toward Nanda Devi, bringing along an entire entourage. So here's the thing. If you're on a pilgrimage, it is supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to be a hardship. You're supposed to be proving something. When you bring in entourage, it means you're a douchebag. <laughs> you're, yes, it does. <laughs> it's, you're not taking it seriously. Well, and apparently the goddess was just made angrier by this. And so she sent a hailstorm to kill him and all those with him. But here's the thing. Many of the skulls do show fractures, which could indicate blunt force trauma like massive hail at high altitude. I have no idea how... Is hail bigger at higher altitude? I mean, we get some big-ass hail here. We do. But I don't know if it's bigger on top of Pike's Peak than it is down... I just don't know. I feel like it could be. Because if you think about this big ice ball formed, and then it's coming down, and maybe as it gets lower and warmer, it's melting rapid. I don't know. I'm just pulling that out of my ass, honestly. (laughs) But I have been pilted by bruising hail before when I had to run to get one of my kids in a house store. (laughs) Um, Scientists do actually believe that many of the victims were those traveling over the pass who hit dangerous weather and died of blunt force blunt force trauma exposure and hypothermia and their bodies rolled down the hillside and settled in the lake there was the very real risk of avalanches and rock slides that would also have carried both the living and the dead down the slope Uh just picturing mount everest and there's just bodies on the slope and an avalanche comes and you fall down with those bodies around you just think about the joy of that i wonder if that ever happens on (laughs) i'm not mount everest with all those bodies like does it just not get avalanches where they are because a lot of them have been there for decades right decades i I don't know in the same spot yeah i don't know that's just an aside i get as you're climbing the trail turn left at the yellow gyro yeah you turn left at the guy in the blue jacket yeah (laughs) he's been there for 40 years so crazy that if you climb a mountain you just take it for granted that (laughs) we even with all the mountain stuff here and all the it's still not as high as that or as necessarily what barren isolated yes <laughs> still it's crazy to me so the um big baffling mystery i said that wrong the big mystery baffling scientists <laughs> <laughs> is why people from so far away who would not have been hindu would have been trekking in the area so remember we're talking about the himalayas so specifically those Mediterranean genes are what's throwing everybody. It's like, how the fuck did they get here? Yeah. They've been trying to figure out if perhaps they shared common ancestors with people who eventually settled in the Middle East or or the, Jesus, I can't read, in the Eastern Mediterranean. (laughs) Slightly different. I saw an M. I saw the word Eastern. Middle Eastern. It just (laughs) flowed out like so much crap from my brain. One of the theories is that some of the travelers were merchants or even an army. And again, that they were caught in some kind of storm that obliterated the group or that there was an epidemic or it was just simply a burial ground for some locals. Oh, my God. What's the thing? Diet law of pass? 
Dietloff. Dietloff. <laughs> Pass. Nikki somewhere is screaming that I mispronounced it. She can tell. She can <laughs> tell. <laughs> Damn it, Mom! Um, but maybe something... Freaky like, happened yeah. like that. Um, there's no history of this being a major trade route, but there is still the Nanda Devi Raj Jat or Jat pilgrimage that happens every 12 years and appears to have been in existence for a very, very long time. So scientists hope to form an expedition to get tissue samples or see if there are art, see if there are artifacts that might give them more clues. So you're thinking, well, okay, you've got how many people did I say are in here? 800. Uh-huh. They think there are 800 people. So you're thinking, why don't they just lean in, scoop some out, and take them home and test them? Well, here's the thing. Remember how high up this is. <laughs> There's crazy weather and apparently giant hail, mutant hail. <laughs> and the positioning of the lake make it hard to get any work done because, bonus, the lake is frozen 11 months of the year. All right. So one month you can scramble up there and get your shit done, but it takes you that long to get to up get there. To get up there. So you'd have to start before it thawed. Then you'd have to be there and be able to survive there long enough to wait for it to thaw enough for you to get the bones. So it has to be a lot more humid there because I have a whole thing. I have this whole history. Pike's Peak is 14,000 whatever because it's changed. But <laughs> it's a 14er. Yes. And it doesn't have snow on it year round so that people who don't live here know this. Most of our, our 14ers don't necessarily have snow in them well, year round. Occasionally it does. But yeah, but. It, not regularly. It would have to be a weird year. And so, But it, I know that people living at lower elevations thought I was crazy when I asked why their 2,000 foot mountain had snow on it in the middle of July. And they were like, uh, it's a mountain. And I was like, uh, I live at 6,500 feet. <laughs> I don't live in snow year round. In fact, we yeah. get very little snow compared to the north and the yes. northeast. And Lots of other places. So it just <laughs> crazy that that's frozen 11 months out of the year. So they have yeah. very different weather and a setup and the humidity than we do. But yeah, it's it's kind of mind-blowing that it's obviously very different. So. Well, and you, you have to think, okay, it's, it's frozen 11 months out of the year. But surely if they went up and it had just started to freeze over. Right. You could break could it. It's not through. A she- just a thick sheet of ice. Right. But it's so isolated and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not urgent. I was going to say important. That's not the word I wanted. It's not urgent. Right. It's not. This isn't a current serial killer spree. It's not no. anything that poses a danger to no. people. So. There's no... But there are people who are curious... Because it is a curious, curious thing. So... Especially with the whole Mediterranean genes. So somebody's going to have to get the money. Somebody is going to have to be... Somebody rich is going to have to be curious. Perhaps we could interest Elon Musk. (laughs) Would you like to dig these up? Would you like to dig these up and test them? Or let someone else? Because that's what he... No, he... Do something unethical. He'd probably just make a museum. He'd make make furniture. He doesn't actually, yeah, he doesn't actually do the work. <laughs> he no. waits till the company is up and running, then he buys it. And then... <laughs> At least Twitter. But <laughs> well, he didn't invent the Tesla. No. I don't know. I haven't. I've seen that. I haven't looked into him. <laughs> I haven't. I don't care enough. That's pro- I was going to say that's probably for the best. Yeah. I saw somebody totally 
unrelated to this topic, but on the, I haven't researched that. Somebody posted something the other day and I was outraged, justifiably indignant. And I thought, I'm going to post that so everyone knows about it. And then I thought to myself, you know, I'm not going to post that because I am not indignant enough to do the research to see if this is in fact 100% correct. And since it's kind of inflammatory, I suspect it might not be. So, yeah, there's a lot of shit I'm like, I'm I will just take that. my finger off the share button and, yeah, yeah. Stick it back up my nose where it goes. <laughs> Learned that lesson a decade ago about posting about stuff and, and somebody, somebody was, coming to call you on it. And somebody says, um, I don't want to be a dick, but did you know? And you're like, I did not know that. Thank you very much. And you take it down or fix it or whatever. Yeah. And I've seen too many people post stuff that I know isn't true. Yep. And there's always that debate. Is it worth telling them that it's not true? Yes. Or do how I do you... just scroll along and let them continue misinforming people, but at least don't pick a fight on social media? And I would say, in my mind, there's an age cutoff. If somebody is over, say, 75, I'm not going to argue with them. Anyway. I'm not going to correct them. Unless it's a very simple, no, no, that wasn't my mother. That was <laughs> Joe's mother. Or, you know. Yeah. Th- but, yeah. No. <sighs> social media. Such a joy. It's a it's a delight. Misinformation. So great. It is. The best thing ever. <laughs> All right, guys. It truly is. Thank you for tuning in. Did you do your sources? No. Okay. I did not. The sources were did you do your sources? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh livescience.com, nature.com, and da da da. Wikipedia. <laughs> who I donate to every year. Yay. Donated last year. I haven't donated this year yet. Oh, no. I, I think I donated twice last year. Because mm. they came back and asked a second time. And we were like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I'll give you. I mean, I'm not giving them oodles of money. No. But but a few bucks goes a long way if a lot of people do it. Exactly. Okay. Thank you for listening. Yes. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mystery Sponsors and Mayhem. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or at our website, mysteriesmonstersmayhem.com. Please like, rate, and review. Follow and share wherever your favorite podcasts are downloaded. Thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. We'll be back next week with more shenanigans.